0: Next week have a good one hong kong rthk news
1: it's one o'clock i'm pierre tremblay the top stories the mtr closes several stations on the tune one line ahead of an anti-extradition protest the tourism sector lawmaker warns of bleak times in the industry and says the worst is yet to come. The former president of Macau's Legislative Assembly becomes the SAR's third chief executive in an uncontested race, and the French president appeals for a cooling in trade tensions as leaders of the G7 countries meet. The MTR says several stations on the Chinhuan line will be closed from 1.30 p.m. due to what it called public events. The Kwai Fong and Chun stations on the Chun line and the West Rail line's Chun West station will be temporarily closed. Trains on the two lines will not stop at the stations and Chun Wan line will terminate early in Tai Hau. An anti-extradition protest is scheduled for this afternoon starting at the Kwai Chung Sports Ground and culminating in a rally in Chun Park. Yesterday the MTR also closed some stations early in Kowloon East ahead of an anti-extradition protest there. Police have arrested the organizers, volunteers and marshals of yesterday's march in Kuntong. The lawyer for one of the organizers say about a dozen of them were packing up uh, about 15 minutes after the march ended when they were stopped by officers and arrested on suspicion of illegal assembly. Those arrested included Ventus Lau, who applied for police approval of the march. A lawmaker for the tourism constituency says hotel occupancy rates have plummeted during what should be a peak period and is warning that the worst is yet to come. Olivia Tam has the details.
0: Yu si Wing, a director of China Travel Service, says the unrest over the past two months is emptying hotels, with occupancy rates falling from ninety percent in the first half of the year to fifty percent in August. He says it's even worse for hotels in districts where there are frequent demonstrations, like Admiralty, Wan Chai, and Qim Sha Cho. He says hotels in these areas have recorded occupancy rates of twenty to thirty percent. Mr. Yu says the number of mainland tourists coming to the city is down by more more than 50% from the same period last year, and predicts that things will get worse after the start of the low season. Last week, the Retail Management Association said retailers have seen sales drop more than 50% in August, blaming the protest and urged landlords to halve rents for six months to help tenants weather the downturn. Earlier this month, the government announced a relief package worth $19 billion aimed at boosting the local economy, and the chief executive, Carrie Lam, has said she sees no room for optimism for the economy this year.
1: The former president of Macau's Legislative Assembly, Ho yat has become the SAR's third chief executive in an uncontested race. Alter Wong reports.
0: A 400-people election committee gave Mr Ho the endorsement as the chief executive-elect. 392 members voted for him, but there were also seven blank ballots and one invalid vote. The support the sole candidate managed to gain was higher than the 380 votes Fernando Choi received in 2014. He will take office on December the 20th, when the current chief executive Mr Choi steps down. He will serve a five-year term with the possibility. Of standing for a second term. And let's say a major task for the new chief executive will be the retender process for the gambling hubs casino gaming rights. The current six licenses expire in 2022.
1: Legislator Arno Kin has hit out at what he sees as creeping authoritarianism in Hong Kong and the self-censorship it leads to. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, Mr. Ao also made a reference to a quote by the late former Czech President and dissident Václav
0: Havel. We can easily compare the current situation to what happened in Eastern Europe in the 60s. That is, a de facto authoritarian rule. Gradually, just as Havel wrote in his memoir, the regime could well start locking up everyone who thought independently and who expressed himself independently, even he did so in private.
1: The French president, Emmanuel Macron, has called for a a de-escalation of trade tensions as leaders of the G7 countries gather in the French resort of Biarritz for their annual summit. Ahead of the meeting, Mr Macron said he would do everything possible to get the group to agree on a common
2: strategy. First of all, we have to convince all our partners that tensions, particularly trade tensions, are bad for everyone. We must succeed in having a form of de-escalation, That is to say, to stabilize things and avoid this trade war that's taking hold everywhere.
1: The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson also called for a dialing down in tensions in the U.S.'s escalating trade war with China. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The British Prime Minister's office has denied that Boris Johnson would consider suspending Parliament in September to stop MPs debating Brexit. The Observer newspaper reported that Mr Johnson had asked his Attorney General if such a closure was legally possible. The BBC's Ian Watson has more. The Observer says the email in its possession makes clear that Number 10 was seeking guidance on the legality of suspending Parliament from early next month until mid-October, just ahead of a crucial summit of European leaders. It would frustrate MPs opposed to a
2: no-deal Brexit in their attempts to seize control of the parliamentary agenda in order to compel the Prime Minister to delay Brexit further. Number 10 issued a statement
1: saying that claims that the government was considering a suspension of Parliament in September to stop MPs debating Brexit were entirely false. Brazilian troops have begun a major operation aimed at putting out a record number of fires in the Amazon rainforest. The Defence Minister, Fernando Azevedo e Silva, said two planes loaded with thousands of litres of water and special chemical products had been sent to the northern state of Rondônia, Brazil's Environment Minister Ricardo Salias said the government was working hard to fight the fires in the rainforest. We
2: are sending all efforts to take the necessary measures to combat the illicit environmental crimes in the Amazon region. Additionally, due to the seriousness of the issue that we've been following, we are coordinating with all the competent agencies and state bodies which are primarily responsible for fighting the fires in each of the respective
1: states. Sport football. In the English Premier League, Liverpool extended their perfect start to the season with an impressive 3-1 win over Arsenal. Robert Kemp has more.
2: Jürgen Klopp's title challengers made it three successive victories thanks to Joel Matip's opener and a brace for Mohamed Salah. Won a stunning solo effort. Liverpool sits at the top of the Premier League with the last 100% record, three points clear of Arsenal, who saw their two-match winning streak ruined by a fatal combination of sloppy defending and poor finishing at Anfield. Lucas Torreira got one back in the 85th minute, but he was too late for an Arsenal escape act. Earlier, Manchester United
1: suffered a shock defeat to Crystal Palace. Here's the BBC's Sarah Mulcairns.
2: A tough loss I think for United fans it was 2-1 uh, to Crystal Palace at Old Trafford uh, Ghana's Jordan Ayu had put the visitors ahead with an early goal then in the second half Marcus Rashford missed a penalty remember Paul Pogba missed a penalty on Monday that's a big talking point uh, Daniel James though the summer signing he levelled with just a minute of normal time remaining you thought they were maybe going to go for a winner but it was actually Palace who got the late winner in stoppage time Patrick van Anholt and, well, the manager, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer of Manchester United, says they only have themselves to blame.
0: We had chances enough. We had pressure enough. And, um, but we never tested their keeper enough. And that's, that's a big thing. You need to uh, hit the target more often. We had chances that we, uh, we miss it. And um, that will cost us uh, dearly how it did today.
1: But it was better news for Frank Lampard, Chelsea's new manager. He got his first league win, but it wasn't exactly straightforward. The BBC's Sarah Mulcairns again.
2: It was a frenetic first half we had four goals in that first half Uh, they went in at the break two goals apiece very open playing teams and we resulted in plenty of goals a lot of goals for the youngsters at Chelsea Tammy Abraham scored twice the second was to get that winner 3-2 and Mason Mount also scored and so Frank Lampard has to go with a lot of his youngsters because of the transfer ban and he said today Abraham deserves all the praise I'm really pleased with him because young players don't get given opportunity without having to deserve them, particularly at a club like Chelsea. So I'm not giving young players a chance, and I think they deserve it, as does Mason. But Tammy, particularly when you think about the last few weeks he's had, but I've got belief, and, and uh, he, he repaid me in that belief today.
1: Elsewhere, Southampton had their first win of the season, 2-0 against Brighton. Leicester 2-1 against Sheffield United and West Ham, a big win for them, 3-1 at Watford. Cricket England captain Joe Root restored a measure of batting pride for his side with an unbeaten 75 in the third test at Headingley as Australia were denied an Ashes-clinching win inside three days. To end the news, our top stories once again. The MTR closes several stations on the Wan line ahead of an anti-extradition protest. The tourism sector lawmaker warns of bleak times in the industry and says the worst is yet to come. The former president of Macau's Legislative Assembly becomes the SAR's third chief executive in an uncontested race. And the the French president appeals for a cooling in trade tensions as leaders of the G7 countries meet. The news from RTHK.